It's bonus pod one eight four. You you open the door to the Dutch restaurant you booked a table at. It's called a sh- 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 restaurant. It's, it's called it's called rest restaurant. And and you and you open the door and uh, you say. Hi, I've reserved a table for one. And the person looks at you like, sorry? And you go, I, I reserved a table for one tonight. And he's sort of apologetic, where he's like, I'm, sh- I'm sorry, I, I don't understand what you're... Sh-. And then you think, surely not. And you say, I've reserved a table for one. And he goes, ah, oh, yes, we've been expecting you. Yes, sir, come, come, just right, just right, just right. And... It uh, takes you by the hand, which is a bit weird, down the restaurant. It's holding your hand really tight and a bit sweaty. Um, and because it sounds a bit sweaty, your, your hand slips out of his from time to time. But he doesn't even look back. He just grabs your hand again. Like, he's, he's obviously used to this. And he, he leads you over through the kitchen, through the main dining room, but past it. And you're like, oh, I guess, I, I guess there's an upstairs. And in, he leads you into the kitchen. So you're now holding onto this guy's hand in the kitchen. And it's clanging, clanging. And there's people shouting. People shouting. The chef's shouting like, cook dish, cook it, chop dish, chop it, quick. Where are the dishes? Where are the dishes? I'm making fishes for dishes of fishes. You need to clean the dishes. Where's the show? Where's the show for the dishes? Shavish, shavish. And... You get through the kitchen and you're out the back door in the alley. You're like, what? And you you go you go to say, um, sorry, what is there is there a problem? Because he's just in the alley. You're just in the alley behind the restaurant now with all the bins and that. And he just goes, shh. But you know, being Dutch, that could mean anything. He could be <laughs> trying to say he could he could be trying to hiss like a snake. You don't know. And he leads you around the corner. Uh, outside around the corner now you're now just in like in the street you're just outside now and 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 you're like well where is this t-? and he goes Shh, and you keep walking you're walking for like 15 minutes and eventually you just get to a park and he sits you down and you realize you're in a field of tulips and <laughs> god what have i done and he <laughs> and he says um and he says, uh, "What, what would, you, what would you like?" And then you say, "Oh, what? Um, sorry, here." And he says, "Yes." Uh, um, do you have a menu? And he says, um, "Yes, of course. I just have to go back to the restaurant." And you go, "No, no, never mind, never mind." Uh, and you, you ask, "What's your special?" And he says, uh, "The special today is." Uh, Cheese on a cracker accompanied with a glass of water and just like full peppercorns, whole peppercorns in a bowl. And you say, oh, is there anything else? And he says, no. And you're like, okay, I'll, I'll get that. And he goes, excellent. And he picks, he grabs your hand, 
and he walks you back to the restaurant. <laughs> back down the alley, back through the kitchen the other way, back into the restaurant, and he sits you at the table, and, and you go, what the hell, what, what was that about? And he goes, oh, that was the ordering field. You're like, what? That's the ordering field. You have to order in the field. <laughs> we wouldn't make, we wouldn't make your shit in a field and eat your dinner in a field. That's where you order. You order in the field, you have tulips, and you come here, and then you, you have your dinner. And you go, but what's the point? You, you only have one dish. What's the point? And he just shrugs his shoulders and goes, that's just how we do it here. That's just how we do it at a restaurant. That's just how we do it. If you don't like it, you can leave. And the and then one, one, the second he says, if you don't like it, you can just leave. The rest of the the restaurant stop their conversations, turn to you in unison. In unison, they shout, "If if 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 you don't like it, you can just leave." And you see through the restaurant, through the crowded restaurant, right by the window, there's a table, and it's me and Pierre, and we're looking at you, and we're just shaking our heads with disappointment. <laughs> Welcome to Burgess Park. <laughs> <laughs> I really oh. when I got to the when I got to the field of tulips I was like I need to get back to the restaurant somehow <laughs> <laughs> that was good man thank you I feel they're getting just a they're just getting more and more what's that director there's a weird director L- 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 Lynch David Lynch David Lynch. I feel like they're just getting more sort of absurdist and Lynchian. More and more Lynchian. I think um, that's probably fair. Yeah, yeah. Where, where? It's just you know. Where do you go? I've got to. I've got to bring it back to basics at some point. I think it's getting too trippy. I like maybe it, it's because I've, I've I've had so much. I've just had so many mind bending substances here in Amsterdam. Yes, of course you have. Of course you have. Here in Holland. Well. Yeah. Our listeners, Phil, can look forward to some mind-bending substances because it's Friday, baby. Yes, yeah, 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 yes. Um, it's Friday, baby. Uh, we hope you guys. Maybe the people are listening to it on their commute home before they go out. Possiblement. Maybe this is the this is a whole brave new world. Yeah, Patreon Friday. Maybe they are listening on a Saturday morning as they kind of foggily cook bacon having gone had it large the night before nice nice oh man if you're on a hangover you must have loved my opening story that must have not given you a headache at all (laughs) it's given me a hangover (laughs) (laughs) um well i mean we we uh uh it's, it's a brave new world we'll see if it works Phil, um, before I have a look at some of our VIP correspondence, any spicy views? Spicy views. Spicy views. Well, I guess there's one I sort of touched on in the this week's uh, normal episode, which is that uh, Amsterdam is a nicer city than Paris. Yes. Yes. Um, I- Paris sucks. Paris sucks oh. is my spicy view. I'll say it. It sucks real hard. I said it before. I said it again. Go to Bordeaux. It's hot, friendly Paris. Oh, really? It even looks like Paris. It's great. Oh, super. Wait, doesn't that defeat the purpose? No, I mean, it looks like Paris is in the architecture, not the dog shit and the screaming. Okay, okay. Yeah. 
nice one. Yeah, it's nice. Um, my my any spicy takes from me. Um, I should I should go I should go back to what I was doing before, and when people say things that I disagree with about something I know lots about, I should just go oh and not say anything. Sorry, sorry, sorry. If 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 someone so say that again um, on the weekend. Um, yeah. In fact, I got oh god, I should have said this on the main pod. Oh well, I'll say here I got a, a great koji. I, we we all went out for drinks for my partner's birthday, and I was sort of walking her and some of her friends back to the flat. We were going to have some mm. drinks in the flat, and we everyone was. I was I wasn't sober, and I was probably the most sober of the bunch, um, certainly. But a guy said koji outside of um, a pub theater in Angel. I got a I got a, code, oh, no a late night koji myself. Lovely. And it wasn't it wasn't even like from a, a self selected crowd of you know people who come to see you. So odds were there would be someone in there to say koji. Yeah. this was just wow. It's a cool gu- a cool road guy. A road man. That's what roadman means, right? Definitely, because uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, a guy with like a mustache smoking a rolly outside a theater pub, a roadman. <laughs> I think he had a mustache. That's cool. That was cool. Um, and basically, I got into a, an argument with um, with this guy because he had like um, wait, with the Koji guy? No, 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 with a different guy. Oh, I thought it started off friendly, and then you just got into this horrible argument. No, 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 no. That would be awful. I would. Oh God. That'd be terrible. No, no, no. With with a part of the group, I got into a, a, an argument with him later because he he thought some very simple, simpler, oversimplified things about World War Two, and I was just like, <laughs> yeah, <that's... laughs> and I just that's like a perfect button for me. Yeah, that yeah, they, you couldn't you couldn't design a thing to say to annoy you more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, genuinely. In a lab, scientists in a lab could not come up with a more efficient way of annoying you. Yeah, it's the argument equivalent of venom from Spider-Man for me. It's just an unbeatable <laughs> creature. Um, um, and it was late. Okay, Phil. it was late, and I'd, I'd had I'd had some some booze, so I couldn't resist, and I actually engaged. Whereas if it had happened six or seven hours earlier, I would have. I would have been on my guard more. I would have gone, uh, oh, oh, and I, may, I would have maybe said one conciliatory thing and then moved on. Right. But instead I engaged and it was worthless. It was a worthless, there was no use in it. Was it fun? No. Oh, uh, was it just sort of bad natured? Kind of. I mean, it was, but it was pointless above all. And like, it's not fun for anyone else. It's not even fun for the people doing it. It's just a pointless debate because... Well, was it? Were you having this this debate sort of separate from everyone, or was it sort of part of a larger conversation group, and it got dominated by your argument? Kind of both, yeah, both. Both. Well, as in, as like, in you were you were separate. As in, you it, mean the latter? It, it dominated some of the group. Ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It wasn't. And the did only... we get to the point where the people who weren't involved in it were just sort of quietly sipping their drinks while looking at the floor? <laughs> Almost, yeah. It was, um, yeah. and it was useless because I I got absolutely no concession to any counter argument. So it was like it was just like talking to someone who's decided that they think this absolutely. You're like a creationist, right? Was it a, an oversimplification, like a broad a broad point about was it about World War Two or an opinion about something quite specific to do with it? Um, it was an opinion that is less fashionable now because of Ukraine. But it used to be very fashionable, especially among the pre-fall of the Berlin Wall far left, which is that Russia did everything and we did nothing. Oh, I see, I see, I see, I see. You tend to find it, uh, this opinion inside the heads of, of maybe sort of particularly uh, voracious Corbyn supporters or 
communists or um any anyone with a kind of ideological yeah. reason to really love the Soviet Union tends to go in pretty hard for this kind of thing. Yeah, and to sort of excuse Stalinism to an extent. Yes, yeah, and to completely um, completely pave over the Nazi-Soviet pact. Don't get me started, Phil. <laughs> so that's my spicy opinion. Let's do it again. Yeah, just yeah do... I'm going to get G&T. You go again. Yeah, yeah. Let's run this all over. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So okay. that's my. Okay. That's... So, so your your spicy opinion is to sometimes you just put your ideals on hold and say, oh yeah, okay, and move on. Yeah, because it's not like it, it was a debate in front of an audience of people before an election. It wasn't even an academic debate on in any sense. It was just noise and air that could have been more fun than it was and wasn't. Just pointless. Yeah. And I've spent years well, that's just learning a risk not to run... do it. <laughs> that's a risk you run with any conversation that you know yeah some, you know, there's a there's a there's a chance that it'll be worth nothing for anyone it'll be a waste of time and air but with these i know for sure it won't be worth anything right right okay so, well so, that's a good thing to learn yeah yeah yes i suppose um very good so so we should on to some vip correspond Mm, 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 um, mm, mm, mm. Bella Heller gets in touch to tell us that we are incorrect. Bella Heller. We, Bella Heller, we are incorrect. Uh, we, I'll just read out. Hi, Bud Pod. Praise Redacted. Love your show and have managed to get through an unhealthy number of episodes in the past couple of months and I'm now fully caught up. Um, physicians do not recommend. <laughs> um, <laughs> Nine in ten doctors do not do not recommend. Seven out of eight dentists would never um, Bella Heller says, sorry, I don't have a poo story for you, but I've done a calculation in order to make a correction to something you said about student loans back in episode 169. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So she says, TLDR, the average student in the UK graduates with more tuition debt than the average student in the US. Huh? Really? Yes. But th this is because generally our notion of, there's a lot of information here. I won't go through it all, but, um, they, we tend to have, uh, on average, she's, she's including a maintenance grant as well as tuition. But then right. I don't know if she's including maintenance grants with the US one as well. And I don't think they have maintenance grants. Mm -hmm. So I'm a little skeptical of that part of the calculation, but, um, so basically, that what it boils down to is it, it depends where you study and, and um, the really massive loan figures tend to be for sort of out of state or private universities or people doing engineering or medicine. Um, in America. Yes, in America. And there's also, as right, she right, says, right. an entire industry set up around preemptively lowering student debt through military service, sports sponsorships, corporate sponsorships, um, yeah. which is not the norm. I guess in, in the UK, UK, it is kind of mad that it's the same um, cost for every course and um, it's silly I remember yeah. someone saying i remember someone saying that you know basically the like english and history subsidize engineering yes because engineering has real costs and sort of materials and big labs you know yeah and infrastructure and you to to take advantage of all that you you pay the same amount as someone paying for access to a library and some lecturers yeah yeah. Yeah. And uh, there's also the point that um, you could argue that everything costing nine grand is, or whatever it is, is price fixing because it shouldn't 
be the same because institutions are bigger or smaller or um it's all very nascent here in the uk it's all getting a lot of bugs worked out um so yeah it doesn't really make sense that yeah 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 that universities of very different standards can all charge nine thousand. yeah the things i'm skeptical about with bella's email is that the maintenance grant inclusion um i'm not sure if that tracks with an american equivalent but this is exactly the kind of content you get with the bud pod page this is exactly how spicy <laughs> yeah this is what we mean when we say talk on this version of the podcast gets pretty heated <laughs> that's exactly what we're talking yeah about. and then i don't know <laughs> i i don't think it's analogous in the sense that you to be a university in the uk a central government authority has to give you the permission to award degrees whereas in the u.s you can just set up the the, the baptist university of 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 murdering gay couples or whatever and kind of award degrees it's if you crazy. feel like it Truly crazy, yeah. Wild West. So I'm not sure, but but I always I wanted to read that out because I always admire anyone who bothers to try and correct anyone to, further to the story I told. <laughs> game recognized game, essentially. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> fist bump, Bella Hella. I fist bump your calculations. Um, Robin, Robin uh, uh, has gotten touch Phil with Robin. Yes. What? What? Uh, um, Hobbin. Hobbin. To the pod, hop yeah. in. Um, she says, I've sent in some teacher slash school related tats. I found it um, in the email. Hey, two peas in a pod. I'm a teacher and I saw this terrifically awful teacher tat today, just in time for the start of the school year. Um, so the it's a poster and it says, when is it okay to interrupt my teaching? <laughs> okay. Okay. Um and there's an answer? There are several um, extremely humorous answers, Phil. Okay. Oh, is it like a list? Um, it's a more of a series of little illustrations. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when asteroids are heading towards Earth, <laughs> tacos <laughs> are falling from the sky. <laughs> Imagine. The zombie apocalypse Imagine is happening. <laughs> you are on fire. <laughs> Jason Momoa has walked into the room. <laughs> Um, I'm because I'm a lady teacher. Yeah, and I like Jason Momoa. I think he's sexy in a way that's okay to bring into the classroom. <laughs> imagine if a ma- I will say this: you don't want to be the imagine if guy, but imagine if a male teacher had that about like fucking Margot Robbie. You'd be like, ugh, I'll put that on the wall. <laughs> you fucking weirdo. <laughs> um, or you have a diet coke or a coffee for me. Oh come on. Was it sponsored by Diet Coke? Okay. Does it say at the bottom, brought to you by Diet Coke? <laughs> very insidious. Um, the other one is a very visually confusing, badly designed poster that says, how to be a math person. Math person? Yeah, I think this is American, Ted. Boo. Boo. boo, boo. Mathematics. Boom. It's plural. Boo math. Pure maths. Um, how to Bro be a maths. maths person. How to be a maths person. Step one, be a person. Step two, do math. Ah. Oh, I see what they're driving at there. The idea is that everyone can do maths. That is some Big Bang Theory level <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, really bad stuff. Terrible. <laughs> Shouldn't be in a room of education, that level of stuff. <laughs> So, Robin also says, I felt it would be appropriate to share my favorite school story alongside this tat. Um, Last year, 
I was a teacher in year one. So that's five and six year olds. Mm. And says, we read a tiger who came to tea. Mm. The creative task for the kids was to write a letter to the tiger to invite him to their house. Okay. okay. One section was to offer the tiger food and drink to persuade him to come. Um, a boy in the class asked me if he could offer the tiger bourbon. <laughs> was this kid smoking a, a, a miniature cigar and had a cowboy hat on? I am, can I offer the tiger bourbon? Try and get him to come to my house. <laughs> a boy in the class asked me if he could offer the tiger bourbon and it was very hard to keep a straight face when I said no because he is a child and cannot offer someone alcohol he then proceeded to tell me that his dad drinks bourbon quote for the pain oh no <laughs> for the pain my dad drinks it for oh, the pain no. At that point, I had to walk away because I couldn't hide my laughter anymore. Koji to you, Robin. That's great. I love, I love this sort of. Um, <laughs> what would this character be? Child Texan oil magnate. Yeah, or like a child version of of Clint Eastwood, I think, with a kind of squinting right, face, right, like right. the kind of the kind of grizzled face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, just so very politely saying thank you, ma'am, when she gives him a, a bee. <laughs> dipping dipping his, hat. his hat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you hardly ever see his eyes. Yeah, 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 scary. And always just lassoing in the playground. Ma'am, may I be excused to the outhouse? <laughs> you mean the toilet? Yes, ma'am. If you'd be so kind. If and you'd be begging the pardon. <laughs> Um, that's great stuff. And <laughs> when all the kids have their nap time, he's lying like straight back with a hat over his eyes. Yeah, yeah, big boots on the desk with his <laughs> clunk, clunk with the spurs. <laughs> and a big piece of grass. I like this character, Cowboy Boy. <laughs> cowboy Boy. <laughs> I like Cowboy Boy. Yeah, Cowboy Boy's great. Oh, what a what a fun sarsaparilla in the canteen in the cafeteria. Yeah, that's great. Such a funny recurring character for a sketch of Cowboy Boy. Cowboy. You can have so many fun sketches with the Cowboy Boy. I'd love that. I'd love that. Um, we have a, a lovely message from Yaroslav. Yaroslav, yes, I remember Yaroslav. Um, he says, "I'm sure it's not enough for the correspondence section." Rongo. Um, but regarding your conversation about communism, I just have to tell you how annoying it is to be from a post-communist country like Poland that's still economically recovering and hear from a UK-based communism proponent that they respect the bad experiences of my family and friends, but that what happened in Poland wasn't even really communism and another attempt must be made with better mm -hmm. resources, even if it fails once again. Just utterly infuriating. Yep, yep, yep. Mm -hmm. Yes, yep. we know a few of those guys. And it's and you made a very good point for whenever someone um, says that, you can go, you can just um, go well. True capitalism hasn't been done yet, then yet. Yeah. You know, true capitalism doesn't have um, inequality. It doesn't have uh, um, fucking 
um, environmental destruction. It doesn't have any of this. It's pure perfect. And it's amazing that these people, these far left people, are more willing to retry a system that has resulted in disaster and mass murder, but want to give up on the imperfect thing that hasn't done that. It's the power of the mystery box. The power, that's it. The power of gamble! (laughs) (laughs) It's the power of an audience at a game show going, gamble! Because that's what it is, right? You have capitalism and democracy banked, but you could risk it all. (laughs) For this fabulous utopia, ladies and gentlemen. And you're going, and the far left is sat there, instead of going, should I do it? And the audience are going, with a Che Guevara t-shirt, gamble! <laughs> and the host is like, be careful, because it could result in the, the, some of the greatest genocides the world's ever seen. And you're like, oh, but then again, it might be perfect. Gamble! <laughs> Yeah, they try and yeah. say, I don't know, I kind of, it's not perfect, but I do have access to very, the audience, boo, they get really annoyed with <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I can see, I can see that must be particularly galling for someone from a, um, a, a post-communist background. Yeah, with the, with the family anecdotes, you know, terrible. Yeah, um, of course. Old uh, old Will gets in touch, um, and he's he's referencing something that I've already forgotten because I, we've been a bit remiss with our correspondence. Lead soprano we talked about. Lead soprano, or lead soprano, but it must be lead soprano. What did we talk about there? Mm-hmm. Oh, that rings a bell. He suggests that lead soprano is a code name given by the FBI to one of Al Capone's assassins. Draw her targets in with haunting vocals, presumably Bacon White is song of choice. Oh, it would be it'd be lead soprano then. Because it's like, we give you a lead soprano. It sounds like something the mob would do. That to sounds. You. Is that yeah, what that sounds good. Yeah. Um, he says it also works as the name of a Bond girl with much the same set of behaviors. Uh, maybe yeah, the Bud Pod Jasmine or her accomplices, Koji Will. Lead soprano does sound like a cool code name, actually. Yeah, that is cool. Actually, that is cool. I like lead soprano. It's, it makes me think of uh, Metal Gear Solid, Solid Snake. Operation Lead Soprano. Yes, yeah. Apparently, so, I think someone someone asked, um, uh, what's the Metal Gear Solid guy? Um, what's the Japanese the guy, the Japanese guy who came up with Metal Gear Solid? Kiryu Kojima. Someone asked him, yeah. why, do you, why do you call him Snake? And his answer was essentially, he thinks snakes are cool. <laughs> I respect that. And like, Snake, he's solid. No, they asked him, why is he called Solid Snake? He's like, imagine a snake which is slithery, but this guy's also, he's solid. He's not just slithery, he's solid. And that's literally it. <laughs> That's the reason he's called Solid Snake. <laughs> that is some real yeah, playground. That's like that's kid logic. <laughs> um, uh, um, well, I've got to. I've got to go. You got to flee. Uh, hop on a bicycle. You got to um, hop on a bicycle to the bifter shop before it shuts. <laughs> Do my bifter shopping. Yeah. Come yeah. back with a big, big sort of uh, uh, paper bag. Just with bifters sticking out the top. Full of like blunts. Vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> um, but thank you for tuning in to the first Friday bonus pod. Thank you guys for joining us here on Fry-yay. Fry-yay. Um, and we'll see you sooner than usual now, I guess. Technically, yes. That's um, true. Technically, yeah. Two whole yeah. fucking days sooner. All right, folks. 
have a nice weekend. Yes. Yay. Thank God it's Friday. Thank and God. we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.